welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. Welcome to episode 60, that's six zero of the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am so happy you're with me and listening as always, and all of my podcast episodes I feel a special bond with. Of course, they're all my babies because I feel like every one of them has some good uh, advice. This one I'm, I'm doing today is, in my opinion, one of the best I'm going to do, and I really want you to continue to listen to the end. It is going to be good, I think. Of course, I haven't recorded it yet, so I'm hoping it will be. I want to talk about, before I get into my main topic, which is exploring the dark side of weight loss and nutrition. You're going to learn a lot from this. But but first, I want to say Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. If you're listening to this, you're probably listening to this a few days after Thanksgiving. I hope you all enjoyed the day, and I hope you all had no problem with your food choices and enjoyed all the foods and all the options you had that day. Yeah, maybe a few less bites if you're trying to lose weight. If you had weight loss surgery, much, much less bites. But I really do hope you were able to enjoy the food and not deprive yourself, especially on a great day like Thanksgiving. At the Murphy household, the dietitian, da- the dietitian dad household, we have our annual Thanksgiving football game. I know some of you might do that as well. It's a way to get out and run around with the family after we ate all that food. It's so much fun. My kids are getting older. They're teenagers, um, so they'll still complain a little bit, but they laugh, and we all have a great time. In fact, the video was made of that football game, if you want to watch it. It's on my Facebook page, if you follow me there, and I'll probably post it on the Instagram as well, if you want to see who won. And one more note uh, about the, the holiday season. I did put out a... Uh, challenge on my Facebook group and I talked about in the last episode, episode 59, that if you really need some help getting through the holidays, I suggest you go back and listen to that episode right away and follow my guidance and my challenge. And if you follow that, you'll get through the month unscathed. In fact, you might see some improvement in your health, your muscle mass, and maybe even some weight loss. Okay, so really quick note, I've talked about um, Manjaro and Ozembic, Wagovi, semaglutide, terzepatide, all these terms in the past, and more, more and more people are being more aware, are well aware of what these are now versus maybe a year ago. You probably know Ozembic, you know that it's semaglutide, and you know it's been around for a while, the shots in your belly that you get once a week for weight loss, and they're showing to have a really good effect. Well, the Manjaro is another form of a GLP-1. It is called terzepatide, and it has been made into a, a well, it's been it's been approved for marketed for marketing as a weight loss medication called Zepbound. So now we have our Zepbound and we have our Wagovi. And the exciting news about Zepbound or Manjaro terzepatide is that it is showing to have less severe side effects, and also it works on a on another hormone called GIP, whereas um, uh, semaglutide works on a GLP one. So you have double the work for the the ZEP bound. So it's something, it's pretty exciting, although I always caution, we, we don't know long-term effects of this. We, we really have to see how this goes for the next couple of years. But again, it's something exciting for the person who is struggling with their weight 
and isn't too excited about the prospects of weight loss surgery and has trouble losing weight on their own. So something to look into is called ZepBound. Um, I'll talk more about it in future episodes as we know more information, but the fact that it's approved is pretty cool. Again, I don't know how much it's going to cost, so I'm sure it will be quite pricey. Okay, so come. I'm just going to jump right into the main crux of this podcast. So come with me on this exploration of the dark side of this industry that I work in and that I'm proud to, to call myself a dietitian and be a part of. But nothing is perfect, and there's so many hidden darknesses in the corners of the weight loss world and the nutrition world that I want to go down with you and make sure you understand. It's, it's so important. And when we talk about the dark side, it is there's kind of a few categories. We talk about the dark side of, let's say, a weight loss um, gimmick, something that is preaching to you, some maybe a company that tells you you can lose 10 or 20 pounds in a certain amount of time. I won't go into the Weight Watchers and the Jenny Craigs of the world, but I'll talk a little bit about that. There's also the dark side of um, diet culture, you know, um, preaching, you know, even young kids, teenagers, 10-year-olds, 8-year-olds, and how they're already told to count calories and, and how they're watching TikTok and hearing the food, these foods or those foods are bad for them. So there's that, that part of it as well. But I don't care what age you are, anywhere from, I don't care if you're 10 years old or 65 years old, we are all still capable of falling victim to scams and to being kind of brainwashed into believing things that may not be true. And the marketing geniuses of these big corporations can still get to us. And trust me, I've seen it. I've heard it in private consults with many patients and clients. That some of the things that they have told me truly make me question You know what is told to them and what they're believing and what's out there. And it does for sure concern me. And that's really why I want to do this episode. All right, let me just jump into this. And, and it's important you re- are reminded of this. You know this is true. But... Our subconscious brain is very susceptible to really good marketing. So I'm here to remind you that every time you see a commercial, every time you listen to an ad, watch something on TikTok or Instagram, anything that you're exposed to, for the most part, they are trying to manipulate you into purchasing their product. They're going to do what it takes to get you to buy it. And it's not too—it's not very hard to do, especially if you're already in a weak frame of mind where you're let's say you're wanting to lose weight and you don't know how to do it, they can seep even deeper into your brain. So you have to always have your guard up and remember that. They're just trying to take your money. We can talk about fast food restaurants. You know, there's, there's really good marketing behind those. And let's just talk about the big one, McDonald's. McDonald's is getting us as kids with Ronald McDonald and all the cartoon characters, all the other fast food restaurants that followed suit. So that we feel a bond and a connection with them from a child, from being a child, so that when we get older, the smell of the fries, the the nostalgia of eating there. Maybe there was a time when you felt you were in a good place as a kid. You were eating McDonald's fries or a burger. That makes you want to keep going back as an adult. That's just a simple example of how marketing can really get to us, even though the food probably isn't that good. Here's another example. You know, you you remember the commercials, the Snickers commercials, that Snickers, quote unquote, really satisfies. That was a genius marketing uh, ploy on Snickers' behalf because here they are trying to sell you a candy bar that everybody knows isn't the best option. But here they came from an angle that, okay, it has peanuts in it and you eat one and you're satisfied and 
I like that they use the word satisfied instead of full or stuffed because that, that word is not as troubling to the brain. Like being full is not a good feeling for most of us. So they really marketed on that satisfied word, which I do love. And people were like, wow, I can have a Snickers bar when I'm hungry as a snack. And I bet it worked. I don't think they do that anymore. I haven't seen that commercial in a while, but I do think it worked really well for them. Okay, before I go on with more examples, let me just let me just make sure this is understood. You, when it comes to your nutrition and when it comes to, let's say, weight loss, and you've heard this before, but I want to remind you, it is so simple, yet we make it so complicated. You technically don't need vitamins. That's one thing right there. I don't want to say you don't need them, especially if you have some type of um, ailment or some, maybe maybe you're an elderly or even, even children. But for the most part, we do not need to take multivitamins or vitamins if, if we eat a healthy, balanced, good diet. But we are told over and over how we need to take all these different supplements, which are not regulated by any entity that, that is of, of any um, importance to us. So we just trust that if we do take a supplement, we're getting some benefit from it. It's it's really that's it's really something that I, I I preach preach caution and somebody who works like myself in the weight loss surgery industry, yes, my patients typically should take multivitamins and some other things, but I'm even cautious on that one. I'm not even a hundred percent sold that those are needed, but I recommend them just to be safe. But to, to lose weight, we know we need a calorie deficit. We know we don't want to knock the calories too low, because then you can get in kind of some areas where the body kind of holds on to the weight. So we need a slight calorie deficit and we need to be very patient with it and go into it long term, lifelong term, make the small changes and the weight will slowly drop off. Of course, with some exercise, the health will increase, the stamina will increase, the cardiovascular, all the things that will benefit from exercise. That is the basics of weight loss, being active, not sitting a lot and making sure you're not overeating your calories. Okay, it's not that simple, but it kind of is. And I'm someone who preaches this, and for those who do this or try to do this or can't do this, I do feel like a weight loss surgery is an option for them. It's not perfect, but it's one of the few options a person can have that will get the weight off and most likely keep it off permanently. Again, not everybody, but most, and that's why weight loss surgery is one thing I'm not opposed to. And also with these new medic- weight loss medications, they're, they're um, showing that they're working as well, although long-term is still questionable. But when you have all these billion-dollar industries that take your money monthly or, or charge you a fee, and they're going to promise you the world maybe 20 pounds weight loss the first month, and there's a local one in Arizona that does it, and they're very popular, and there's locations all over the valley here, and they promote um, their own package of what, what some type of shot that they give. It's patented, and nobody's really sure what's inside of the shot. Someone goes there, I believe they spend about $600 cash, it's not covered by insurance, to get this medication and to be watched by their employees. I'm sure they're, I've talked about this in the past, but I'm sure they're a good program for what they offer. But I'm, I'm telling you at the end of the day, these, these, um, these things just don't work long term for almost probably 90% of those. And they're out of their money, they're upset with the company, but more with themselves because they didn't do probably every single thing they were told, so they feel like it's their fault. And the company doesn't get the blame. That's one example of a uh, weight loss company that probably the owner is a millionaire, preying on—I don't say preying, but 
but offering a service that people want, but at the end of the day, they're desperate and they're kind of in a weak state of mind, so they're going to shell out that money. And that kind of that kind of thought process leads me back to somebody like myself. Although I do work in weight loss surgery, many of you know that I do nutrition coaching, I do one-on-ones, things like that with many clients over the years. And I'm upfront, like I'm not here to offer a magic pill when I work with somebody. Working with a coach like myself or another dietitian or somebody else who's really good at what they do allows the person to have somebody to talk to and throw ideas off of and keep them motivated and give them the numbers that they need that they can use to lose weight or better their health. They're not giving them pills. They're not giving them promises they can't keep. They're there to guide them. And if somebody has the ability to afford someone like myself or another coach, yeah, I mean, in, I mean, I wouldn't do the job if I didn't think it was money well spent. So there's still industries that you can spend money on that will help you build the skills you need to be successful long term. And that's what I work in, in terms of my coaching and in weight loss surgery. A lot of the dark side of the industry is out there now because of social media and TikTok. And you're going to see a lot of people on there in grocery stores telling you that this food is bad for you. This food has ingredients you can't pronounce. Um, This food is banned in England. Therefore, it's insane that we eat it in this country. So you, you might have seen it. And it's all over the place. And it scares you, especially younger kids into into eating, not eating those foods. And the reality is most of the studies debunk these these um these people preaching and most of these people that preach this are trying to sell you something in a roundabout way yet you just have to start following them and believing in what they're saying and you're going to get sucked into their culture and there's going to be something they're going to try to sell you there's a motivation behind it almost every time now listen it's it's important to understand what foods are good to eat more of and what foods to eat less of and i think the average citizen is going to have a good understanding of what foods they should minimize and what foods they should eat more of. I can't imagine an educated person wouldn't know that. Now, there are some people that don't know it, and I'm not going to judge that. And those are the people that should seek help and education to understand what nutritionally sound eating is like. But when you're told to count calories and when you're told too many calories is wrong or bad, you're going to start fearing food. You're going to start Um, getting anxiety around food or counting calories. And this is something that I think, although we're trying to not to get in too much of the touchy-feely stuff, it is important to be careful when you're getting too deep into obsessing over calories. I've seen it, and I immediately stop the person from counting calories once that happens to them. There was a study done out of the University of Vermont that found that the TikTok content that related to food and nutrition It perpetuated toxic diet culture among young users with um, like expert voices largely missing, people like myself who are dietitians. The study found that a lot of these ideologies talked about how that weight is the most important measure of a person's health, which is definitely not true, and that largely predominated on TikTok with the most popular videos glorifying weight loss and then putting food as a means to achieve health and thinness, which is very concerning as, as a father of two daughters who are now 18 and 20. It was a tough time getting them through those teen years not that long ago because they were exposed to all of this. And even myself, who goes on social media 
all I, I see a ton of, especially women who are pretty thin, you know, in, in scantily clad clothing, um, you know, doing their, their dancing and stuff like that. And it's constantly, I, I would imagine a young girl seeing that feels like they have to look like that. So that's a whole nother side of the uh, dark side of weight loss that is perpetuated, especially in this country. And, I was, and I've talked about BMI and body mass index and how that scale is out of date and old fashioned. And I continue to this day for years and years have to have to tell one on one a patient or client not to use BMI as a indicator of their health, whatever their success, you know, any type of achievement to get their BMI to a number. I really keep pushing to get that out of the out of out of the talk, the health talk. And then we we talk about uh, key terminology that is really toxic in in terms of nutrition and weight loss. One of my probably my least favorite term is the term clean. When, it, when referring to eating, and I still see this used in marketing all of the time, clean eating. I mean, you can understand why that's silly. What does that even mean? You know you can't tell me. You can't define what the word clean means when it, when it comes to eating. I couldn't tell you, and it implies not the opposite, dirty foods. So you have dirty foods and you have clean foods. It's just ridiculous, and I, every time I hear it, I cringe, and if I can correct Everybody that uses it and get it off the terminology radar, I would. On the same on the same lines of the term bad when it comes to food, like I talked about this before. Yes, a Twinkie, many people would say, is a quote bad food. And yes, this Twinkie is not something you should eat every day. But if a person only had Twinkies on a deserted island, they would not die. They would probably be malnourished eventually if that's all they ate, but at least it would keep them alive. Meaning Food is calories. Food is nutrition. And it keeps us alive. Yes, certain foods provide better nutrition than others, obviously. But really, it's to, to, to vilify a food as bad, it's just a negative, toxic way of thinking, in my opinion. Okay, so back to um, Wagovi, back to semi-glutide, that type of industry, now that it's becoming a big moneymaker. We're now starting to see Wagovi knockoffs, and we're going to see... Zepbound knockoffs or Manjaro knockoffs. We're going to see people taking advantage of that and offering up an unregulated um, medication. And you're going to buy it because you're going to think it's fine and, and think nothing's wrong and not understanding that this could be actually dangerous to take in. So be very careful if you jump into the world of semi-glutide. You have to make sure you're, you're going to a reputable um, doctor or a pharmacy that's providing that for you. Do your research on that because there are a lot of knockoffs. I'm seeing it more in Europe, but I'm sure they're here in the United States where I live, and I'm sure they're going to be coming even more down the road. Okay, and the last thing I want to touch on is the promise of weight loss from these industries, from these these um, darker side companies. They're going to promise that weight loss. And you know what? They're going to make it so you lose 10 or 20 pounds, and you're going to get sucked into that. So every time you lose 10, 15, 20 pounds, the likelihood of you gaining back that weight plus another 5 or 10 is very high. And every time you lose 20 and gain 25 back, lose another 10, gain 12 back, the body becomes resistant to weight loss. So it's important, and back to why it's important to make that permanent change in your life. 
because that will keep the weight off for good instead of these beautiful marketing gimmicks and offering you the world and taking your money. And at the end of the day, you're left with no money and all your weight back. So I just want to remind you to be careful out there. It's really, really dark sometimes. Okay, remember, stay guarded. Be smart. Maybe think about what you're going to do if you're going to jump into a new venture in terms of weight loss or nutrition before you officially commit, especially if you're spending money. Go back and listen to some of my previous episodes on losing weight and getting healthier. It's all for free. Go check those out first before you jump into something that you might regret. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results. <laughs>